I'm Rob. And I'm Robin. Thanks for listening to Marriage Marriage and and Us. Us. Each week, we will talk about real-life topics that couples experience in everyday married life. So, let's get to today's episode. Hello, everybody. Hi. Glad you're back with us. Hope everybody had a great week. Yes. It is getting warmer here in Nashville. Thank goodness. Yes. Uh, I... Uh, spoke to my sister a while back, and she lives up north, and they were still having snow. Mm. So I'm glad we're getting in the 80s. The sun is out. Right. It's really good. Some of our, our favorite seasons are coming. And speaking of seasons, yeah, I mentioned this on the last podcast. I think it was maybe a couple back, was couple, it? A couple back. I've I mentioned it on several because— Because I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. I have found out. There's not only it's not just okra day. There's a national okra month. Da, 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 da. Yes, I wish I should have done a sound effect right there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I missed an opportunity again. It is June first, which you said is typically when it's going to happen. June first starts National Okra Month. That makes sense. Yeah, because June is usually like I said, June is the month. By the end of June, you can really start harvesting here. Now, in other time zones, I'll talk. Garden talk, right? And other time zones that are warmer, such as our dear friends down in Florida, you guys will probably be eating okra by the end of April, more oh. than likely, because it's just so warm down what? there. Yeah, so there are. So if you're listening in Florida and you, <laughs> our email is on our site. Feel free to send me okra. That so you be. want an okra shipment? Okra shipment, yes. Nice. I bet you Amazon does okra. I'm oh, gonna, no, I know. No? Why would I want to eat Amazon okra? I'm sorry. We just we'll get everything else from Amazon. I know, but I, I don't want okra from Amazon. Okay. All right. No, I, I guess want, I'll wait. I want okra from my own backyard or maybe somebody out there that hears us and they've grown it themselves. That sounds great. I'm just letting you know, I will be posting pictures with me holding okra, eating okra, in the month of June. So be looking for those pictures coming to a website near you. Building anticipation. Yes, I know exactly. you're all out there. You just can't wait. Yes. Well, okra is just awesome. Speaking of okra, okra brings me joy. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Thank you so much. On the last episode, we were talking about developing or creating uh, joy in our marriage and how important that is and how intentional that is. And we want to continue that talk today on today's podcast. So understanding, and we we touched on this before a little bit, um, that that the word joy kind of gets overlooked like the word love. It, it can become a, a common thing and that how important developing joy is like roots that go deep where happiness is more changing uh, like the leaves on a tree that kind of fall off. And we they we, come and go. They come and go exactly, and understanding that. And I love I love this. I said this before, but uh, joy helps me live in the now, where happiness is always looking to be fulfilled, and happiness is is on my face. <laughs> happiness is like I can tell you're not very happy right now. Where so joy, it can be on your face be, or not on your face. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, jo- well, I think happiness again, understanding that it's a, more of an emotion like sadness. It, it it comes and goes where we're understanding that joy is something that we try to develop that goes deep inside of us. 
where happiness is something you, I think, tell me if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that happiness, you can kind of see if someone is happy or not happy? Yeah, I would say so. Don't you okay. think? I mean, you, you know me well enough to read my body language. And when I say happiness on my face, it, it may be how I'm, it could be body language. Okay. That, that's giving you kind of a clue to where I'm at. But, because we, when you're married long enough, or as you're learning your spouse, you you get cues, you recognize, and again, we, we said this before the last episode, that you don't want to be Mr. and Mrs. Fine, that, that that's a kind of a telltale, mm-hmm. that you're really not fine when you say I'm fine. Right, when you're first, yeah, the first words and, out of your mouth are, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Right. And we touched on this, on I think it was the second or third episode, understand how important vulnerability is. And if you're not okay, and maybe you're in the moment where you can't express what you're going through emotionally, how important it is for your spouse, for you still stay connected to them and say, look, I don't know if I'm at a moment where I can talk about it, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, but I appreciate you asking and I will get back to you. So you don't leave that. And you touched on this lab, that gap that can be created, that right. joy we talked gap. about the joy gap. Joy gap that yes. can be created if you're not being... And if you haven't developed this skill yet and you're listening, that's okay well, too. It's Trust me, it's something that has to be developed. It's not necessarily something that you're always natural at, but that ability to let your spouse know where you're at is super, super. There's two supers already. That's how important that is, important. So so let's just, we'll do a little bit of review just real quick about the, the definition of joy okay. gaps. So that's the, the time in between moments of shared joy. And we talked about how when too much time passes mm. that uh, it can create this feeling of maybe being alone or disconnected from your spouse. And the wider that that gap becomes, mm. that can cause problems. It can overwhelm you. It can make you feel like you're completely disconnected and kind of off the rails a little bit. Let's, you know, describe it maybe like that to where it just doesn't, it it feels like something's just not working. You you feel off. And we've touched on this many times. That's, that's a, I don't, I don't know if I say it's the worst. Maybe it is. It's the worst feeling when you feel disconnected. How to say this? For women, it is a huge so I didn't mean to interrupt, but but it just it happened to make me think, you know, uh, there was a survey done once that said, would a woman rather go through a financial struggle with their spouse or right. would they uh, rather go through an emotion, would be emotionally disconnected? Right. And, and as women, I'll say most of the time, we would rather go through financial struggle than to feel emotionally disconnected. Yes, because as men, we that is something that is a learned behavior, something we saw modeled for us. And I've said this many times, learning to be vulnerable was the greatest gift I ever gave myself and you and us as a couple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which helps us develop, again, understand the difference between joy and happiness. I've got this, and I read this to you upstairs earlier, and this is it's a pretty— Powerful statement, and I've never looked at joy quite this way, talking about being vulnerable and being open. You discover who you truly are when you're more joyful joyful than happy. Joy will force you to look inward and find both the best and the worst parts of yourself. Wow. And I've never thought about joy as a power word. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... 
again, happiness comes and goes. We've touched on that. Joy is something that is a mindset, and you're going to touch on that a little bit today, a mindset that's developed. It's, again, not being... (laughs) I laugh when we say this every time, not trying to be brain people, but the power (laughs) of our thoughts and the power of what happens in our brain when joy is continually cultivated and created and worked on is is super important. So you've got some, some, some stuff on that. Touch on that just for a second. Yes. So, uh, talking about the development of our brain and how we, uh, how we are wired from birth, so we come out of the womb craving attachment. Mm. We come out wanting connection. I mean, think about it. When a baby is born, typically that mother within a, a minute of that baby being born, I can think of Maddie when when soon as Maddie came out into the world, I remember the nurse picked her up, handed her to me, and we looked at each other. I looked into her eyes, she looked into mine, and that attachment, that connection as mother and daughter happened in that moment. She could hear me all along, and I'm sure there's things that we could learn, value of how the brain is formed by sound, but when a baby looks into its mother's eyes, and I remember, you you know, of course, you were right there with me, and, and, and I turned her your direction and you looked at her. There's yeah. this connection that happens that is so deep, that is so powerful because from the womb, mm. we crave that attachment. And uh, and just talking about the brain in, in general, you know, through that attachment, it, it it's just the power in all of that. Um, it, it's hard to put in words, you know, and... And when because you think, it's so deep, and again, yeah. I think we keep stressing that that's the difference between joy and happiness. You know, from our viewpoint, and again, as you as you th- think about that that moment, you and I were sitting here, and I, I don't even have to ask you. I can see the room. I can feel my emotion. Mm-hmm. I know just a few seconds before Maddie was born, I almost passed out. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. all those things that were, all those, and it's the anticipation. And we just did this. It's interesting we're bringing this up. I didn't know you were up. We, we just looked at an old photo album that we found that Maddie had made. Mm-hmm. And looking back at these pictures, remembering these moments, and it just stirs this wonderful joy and it, and it really does help explain why our, our relationship is what it is, uh, you know, because she's she's seen us had she's seen us have difficult times and go through things. We've been very open with her about my own personal struggles, or if we if we're arguing, we we tried to let her. We talked about this in previous episodes, helping her understand what resolve looks like, and those things I think we believe have helped her develop a healthy joy capacity. Yes. Because back to my statement that I made earlier, you know, joy will force you to look inward and find out the best and the worst parts of yourself. And that, we've we've said this, I can't count how many times now, it's the best work ever, but being married takes work. It does. And I think, again, that's hopefully what you're getting across these last two episodes is joy is something that is developed. Yes. There's intentionality behind it where happiness can... I want to say this the right way. Happiness sometimes can be self-serving, hmm. where joy is all about how we benefit each other. 
That's so good. And and when you're talking about growing joy, going back to the brain, so that magnetic desire, some people refer mm. to it as like a brain magnet. In other words, like I said, you come out, you're you're like a magnet wanting to pull someone towards you. You're wanting to attach. That's the way you made me feel. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the magnet and I am the steel. They're oh actually, my god. There's a song it just hit me with that. Oh. <laughs> if any of you understand that yeah. lyric right there, you can, you're showing your age. Exactly. I'm just letting you know right now. Yeah. Everybody oh my is gosh. Everybody now, why is, did you say that? That's gonna be stuck in my head. Everybody's now. going to mm. Apple Tunes after this or Spotify trying to find that song. I know, I can't remember who even sang that, oh, but anyway. I think it was a one hit one. You are the magnet and I'm, I'm the steel. steel yeah. Okay, so Back to the brain. Uh, so the magnet of attachment, they're saying, is located in the base of your brain. And then the joy center of your brain is at the top of your brain. So as you are in the womb, you know, your grain, your your grain, your brain grows from the bottom up. And the last part of your brain mm. doesn't fully develop until you're born. So this wow. is what's really interesting. And once your brain reaches your skull, it starts to curve forward towards the front of your head. So the front of your brain is also the top of your brain, but it's all right here in the front. You sound very brainy right I now. I know I do, Just, right? Wow. And that's that PhD. joy center. That's that joy bucket. So mm. here's what's really cool, because we're talking about developing joy. One of the great things about that joy center in our brain is that it has the capacity to grow as long as we live. Yes, exactly. And that means we always have this ability. We've always got this capability to grow more joy, even if we've had very little joy mm. in our lives. children or in our lives yes, growing up. So, so even good. if we don't have that much, it doesn't mean you're stuck. It doesn't mean yes. you can't. It, it, it's not like you... You know, I'm thinking if you're listening to this episode, I'm like, I can't relate. I, I've not experienced a lot of joy. Guess what? You can. Yes. You can. Yes. And don't, and I, I think it's important because wherever you're at it in your life, or again, if you're married or if you're listening to this to try to get prepared for marriage, we've said this before. Our relationship is a living example of working hard. Uh, I loved my parents. They did the best they knew how to do. But Robin and I's relationship is totally different because we made choices. Mm -hmm. We've chosen to develop joy. We've chosen to look at heart issues. Again, as, as like, like I said earlier, joy forces you to look inward. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so true. And and all of us can do that. And and I know we're talking about experiencing joy and growing joy as a couple, but we also have that ability to to grow that joy even with just groups of people, you know, yes. just joyful moments. Um, I mean, our like my side of the family, when we all get together, it, we are a, a loud bunch, but but we we have fun. We know how to have a good time. We entertain each other for hours with right. our craziness and and laughing and recalling. I mean, think about that. Maybe even in your family, not only is that exercise valuable to sit with that photo or that moment, but gosh, if you've got kids and or, or people in your yeah. community recalling these times together, I mean, we're literally. 
I mean, how wild is it that God has created our brains to literally grow right. from joy? Yeah. It is just that I just can't. And again, I, we've touched on this it's before. It's so awesome. Like, again, not trying to be brain people, but the fact <laughs> of the matter is, is our neural pathways, it used to be taught years ago that they stop right. after a certain time. But we understand now that just like, like what you're saying, what joy does, they continually can be reformed to create new healthy habits, new healthy ways of way we see ourselves, the way we see others. Again, as, as we're listening to this, we, we realize all of us come from different backgrounds and different situations. We've all had some form of trauma or something in our life, but we want you to hear this and be encouraged that joy is something can, that can be developed. Now, it's going to take effort. It's going to take that ability to reach out and ask for help. Again, we touched on the last episode. Again, Mr. and Mrs. Fine. It's that ability to say, I'm worth it. My relationships are worth it. My mm-hmm. marriage is worth it. My life is worth it. Yes. And finding that joy, again, happiness comes and goes. Joy is something that we continually work on. I have another suggestion. We had one on the last episode. Sure. And for if you're married, I think you're going to like like this one. So date night sounds mm-hmm. super Simple, but again, plan date night, be intentional, hold hands, make out. Like it. Thank you. Make out. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> again, remember, I, I know we're talking to married couples, but we kind of laughed about this when we were talking about this one. I mean, do you you remember, as you're listening to this, a couple, what it was like when you first started seeing each other? I mean, you couldn't wait to kiss her. Or him. It was just like, man, I'm, yeah, let's go. I mean, it was, <laughs> right? There, 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 oh, it is true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, the tingle, you felt that little tingle, you know, like yeah. when you kissed. It was like, woo, you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. Or the first time. I can remember the first time I kissed you on that beach in Tampa, Florida. I was like, I am all in. It was just <laughs> different for for me. I honestly, talking about a snapshot, I can go back in my in my heart and in my mind, and remember that visually what that looked like. That you know, the moon. I it was just like I felt like God just went here's super bright moon for you. It was just like incredible, mm-hmm. and I can remember that like it was literally like it was yesterday. Yes, and it brings that joy back in my because I, I knew you were the the one for me. I just I just walked away and go. I don't know what just happened. I don't know what magic dust got just poured <laughs> on my head. But <laughs> I should have done my bling thing, but. Yeah, this is this is it, and ha- again, being able to look at those moments and bring those back up, have again, like we said before, have an appreciation moment, looking in an old photo, and remind yourself, oh, this is this is it, and and I have to say this too. I know as you're listening to this, you may be going, well, we we have had some rough times, and those those moments seem to be bigger than in this moment than the joy that we've had. Mm. And and I, and I and I get that. But again that effort that you're willing to put put forth that effort to say man I I, I must I'm maybe I'm just living in too much happiness. I I I'm too much temporary. Mm. How do I how do I get back? How do I like you said, how do I tell my brain the joy part of my brain to go, you know what? You're still in there. 
I want to tap into that. I want to tap into that joy. I want to see that cultivated. I want to see that created in a deeper level. And but you've got to be. We have to be brave enough to talk to our spouse about our feelings. Yes, and, and if have, you feel like your emotional yes, tank is low, tell them that is like a like a warning sign. May yeah. sound negative, but yeah, yeah, it, it is a. It, it's like a, a notification. Red alert! Red alert! Yeah, it's a notification that. Oh wow, we are not spending enough time together. together. Quality time, okay, guys. Like quality time. That's I. We live in such. I I talk to my coworkers. I talk to people at church, whatever. And it's so we're so busy. We're such a busy society. We're always going from thing to thing, and you know we we don't know how to rest. I told someone the other day that I remember when I was. In elementary school, one of my coworkers, she has two little boys, and and you know just how busy these their her children are, and the tests they have to study for, and things they have to do. And I was like, wow, I remember when I was a kid, like when we got out of school. I mean, I remember I went home, threw my book bag down, and went out into the backyard. I wanted to get on mm. my bike or you know play with my sister on the swing set, or you know there were just things. Man, we had a few like a. I think we had a spelling test on Friday. You know, we had to study for the words all week, something like that. But, you know, now it's just— I did just, not do that. <laughs> now, you know, it's just even our children, they are on a wheel of having to do mm-hmm. and go. And, you know, even in extracurricular activities, even in things, you know, it's just there's just this run. There's this busyness. Mm-hmm. And, and COVID kind of helped slow all that down, you know, some because we were— trapped, you know, we really couldn't get out and do, and there was nothing open for us to go do for the most part. And I think it was a wake-up call for a lot of people. And it forced people, I mean, we've talked to a lot of couples like that have come out of COVID like, we're we're not okay. Our, our joy, we, we realized through COVID, we've got some work to do. Yeah. There, there's positive, but it, it did, when you slow down, and we've talked about this with arguments, when you slow the argument down, and you try to get to the root of the issue, it helps you understand we're disconnected. And that's what we're saying about joy. Joy keeps us connected. Happiness comes and goes. It's it's a it's a wonderful emotion to have. But if our if we're empty in our joy capacity, that's that that's the telltale sign. So I've got another um uh example of something you can do. Okay. I'm calling this take two. Okay. It's like take two pills and call me in the morning. So for one week, two times a day, like in the morning, sometime in the afternoon, uh, you can leave a post-it note, send them a text, whatever the case may be. I mean, you may want to take it to the stream, get them flowers or something. I mean, what? But letting, be intentional and letting your spouse know that you're thinking about. Them. So for I one week, that. twice a day, let them know that you're thinking about them. Yes. And what that's going to do for your joy capacity, what that's going to do letting your spouse know that you're being intentional. I mean, we talk to each other every day. We do. We try to connect. We 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 usually uh we have now we have the ability, not everyone does. We have the ability around lunchtime that we both have a little free time, you know. Sure. So and, but and even if talk, you don't, you send me I'll send you a text or you'll send and it may be true. And I mean uh, honestly we only emoji, talk maybe a, a moment or two. It may be a heart emoji. It may be whatever the case but again there's nothing you can do with this last example that's too simple. Yeah. D- don't overthink it is what I'm trying to say. Right. 
it's the intentionality of letting them know that you're thinking about them. Because again, as you're probably listening to this, there's probably sometimes some of you that that moments and days go by, even though you're busy, that your spouse doesn't know you're thinking about them. So right. that's what we're. Well, they don't even know what you've done in the day. The remember day. that was I remember one of our first episodes we talked about ways that you know each other, and it's like, do you know what your spouse did yesterday? I remember, you know, right. some people they don't even know you. Yeah. You can become so disconnected and so busy that you don't know. So these little, t- it's just like a touch point when we talk to each other at lunch, or if we don't have time, we send a text. I mean, it's yeah. just a moment or two, but there's something about that that connection, that momentary, like little mm. quick conversation, those few words shared, that for me definitely. Um, Bring a smile to my face. I like and, to know you're thinking about me. It makes I, me feel good. I do good. too. I do yeah. too. I think again, it's that. Think about it. We're from the womb. We want attachment. We yeah. want attachment. Uh, and, and that's this is these little things are what build that. Yeah, and that's key. These little things. All these little things add up to be big things. Right. Again, being intentional, taking that moment out of your day. What's it, what's it you say? The the small turn of the dial. Right. The small little tweak that you do makes the bit. Again, we've said this before. You don't have to swing for the fences. I mean, you know, I, I think we try to overcompensate sometimes. I know as guys do, we'll bring you flowers and all that. You know, it's, it's kind of like uh, the way we've always approached like like Christmas. We we would get Maddie gifts, but or I would get you a gift, but we we try to make sure that that's a daily thing that we do. It's It's something we do throughout the year. We did. It's it's like saying I love you only on our anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's it's being intentional every day and keeping developing those things. Did you have any other thoughts on Joy before we close out today? No, I, I just I'm really excited. I think this has been such a great topic, and wow, even something you know that I'm sure in episodes to come we're going to reflect back on. I will say again, uh, just giving a little. Uh, shout out to the book, The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages, that this is a great little book. There are built-in exercises. There are other exercises. I know Rob and I have shared some of the things we do and what we suggest, but you'll find, uh, you know, more ideas in this little book, and it's just fabulous. So uh, go to Amazon. And maybe you're not a reader, you know, but even if your spouse sits down and reads some of this, it's all about carving out time for each other mm-hmm. and being intentional and understanding joy is the way to keep everything going in your marriage. Right. Joy is what keeps our love on. It's what keeps, our love, keeps love strong. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. All right, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to Marriage and Us with your hosts, Robin Robin Atkins. Stay up to date by following them on Instagram at marriageandus underscore podcast and on Twitter at marriageandus. Be a part of the show by calling 615-821-0866 and submit a question. Who knows? You might hear yourself on the podcast. Also, hit the follow button so you never miss an episode from your favorite couple.